0: Nick Ashman from The beaten Favourite, the great tip-off, and of course, the co- co-host of The Sydney Set, which you can listen to each and every Saturday morning. It's the best way to start your punting day. You just um, switch on 1170 if you're in the Sydney area, or you go onto your SEN app, and you can listen to the boys on SEN Track or the SEN 1170 um, spot there on the SEN app. And Nick Ashman and... Also, of course, our great mate Mickey Gannon have been in sensational form and Nicholas Ashman joins us now. Good day, mate. Morning, G. How are you, mate? I am very well. What are you doing tomorrow? What race are you looking forward to most?
1: Uh for me it's the heritage stakes at yes. Rose Hill race for the program. We've got Osmosis, who's buying for a spot in the Everest, we're told, is your favorite. But I've actually marked uh, the eight Royal tribute, the two dollar fifty favourite ahead of Osmosis at two seventy-five. Uh, they clashed in the autumn, and there was only about a length between them, obviously in favour of Osmosis, who remained undefeated. Osmosis was having his second career start that day, Gareth, and Royal Tribute was on debut. Royal Tribute's since been to a break and resumed with a, a very good victory at Hawkesbury. Now, it looks like it's only provincial form, but the time was sensational. And uh, I think he gets his chance on Saturday. This time, he's got the fitness edge over Osmosis. And I think he's got a little pull in the weights as well. So I reckon he's a pretty handy horse, this Royal Tribute. And on the Saturday set last Saturday morning, we had Gay Waterhouse on, as you know. And she did mention this horse is one we could definitely back this week in the Heritage Stakes. So Timmy Clark's returning from injury after that nasty four at Wyong a few weeks ago. And I reckon what better way to kick things off than with a stakes winner in the fourth race on Saturday. So... It's my best bet for the day anywhere in the country. So I was
0: trying to work it all out yesterday when they announced that Overpass, went well Under Rams Racing and also the ATC, they signed him up. So Overpass takes his spot in the Everest. Maya is the Buddhist notches, will be representing the tab. So that leaves Yearlong Farm and Chris Waller Racing. Now, I've got the feeling Chris Waller might be looking for a three-year-old and it might be out of the heritage. And yep. just having a look at the Everest market, that we had, of course, Adrian bot on yesterday, and I'm kicking myself because I should have asked him about alcohol-free regarding an Everest slot for year long. I would imagine that would be their first preference, but if she's not going good enough, there's no point racing her. So they might go down the path of of a three-year-old as well. But I think we're getting $34 or $26 for osmosis and Royal Tributes at $34. So if you like Royal Tribute... I don't know if he wins well, he might get a slot the Everest. Mm. It's interesting.
1: I think he can. Yeah, I think he can do. It. I mean, and 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 hate to name drop again, but Waller was on our first show two weeks ago on the Saturday set, and he was very open about the fact that with his slot, he's certainly looking towards the three-year-olds in these particular races over the coming weeks. We've also got the Golden Rose on Saturday as well. and We know what a great feeder that's been previously to the Everest. With yes, yes, yes placing in the Golden Rose a couple of years ago and coming out and winning the Everest. Maybe if a horse like Don Corleone ran second or third and the school of thought was 1,400 metres is just maybe a fraction beyond him, but he's right back to where he was at the peak of his powers in his juvenile season, maybe someone will look at that and go, okay, I'd love to get that horse back to 1,200 metres in a big race like the Everest with the weight relief these three-year-olds get. So I do think Rosehill tomorrow, uh, there's two races, the Heritage and the Golden Rose, and both of them could have a... A significant impact on Gold on, uh, Everest Market. Okay,
0: well, what do you think of the Golden Rose? Because Cylinder's the favourite, and he's mm. just the favourite. There's good money for Shinzo at five fifty, Militarise at six dollars, so- Charm Charm Stones around that six dollar quote as well. Um, your thoughts on the Golden Rose, mate?
1: Yeah, look, I, I mean, I'm, I'm against Cylinder just at fourteen hundred. I reckon he's a lovely big, strong animal, and I hate second guessing James Cummins because he's a just a, a stellar trainer, but I'm going to take him on. I thought he was only okay when he got out in the run to the Rose, and it was such a blanket finish. Militarised ran a better last 200 metres than him. There's a bit of rain around in Sydney at present. It's expected to to ease off in the afternoon, but there'd just be that little bit of juice in the track, and I reckon Militarised would be licking his lips over that. Of course, he's already a dual Group one winner in rain-affected going, and he's one horse that won't be at all affected by the step up to 1,400 metres. He'll love it. Whereas the likes of Charmstone, who I've got on top, she's probably just still got to tick that seven furlong box. But she's got Damien Lane, who I think is probably the best jockey in Australia over the last 30 days. Yeah. And she's got barrier one. Rails out two metres. Gee, the, the information I've got is rails and run should be at some sort of an advantage. And then maybe lanes two to six in the home straight. So she hopefully gets to stalk the speed there behind Moravia. And uh, she gets that clear gap at the top of the straight. And she should go Wooshka. The fly in the ointment is Shinzo. I mean, it's amazing to think that we've got a golden slipper winner resuming in a golden rose. I don't think that's ever been done before. And it'll be some story if he can come over the top of them and win. He does map to get back and ride, and that's probably an issue for him. So uh, they're the three I'm interested in. 13, Charmstone. The two, Shinzo. And the one, militarized. And militarized comes through the run to the rose. He's the only one of that trio. Uh, Eight of the last 11 Golden Rose winners have come through the run to the Rose. And if he goes on and wins the Caulfield Guineas, which is where he's headed after Saturday's race, he could become the fourth horse in the last 11 years to do the Golden Rose Caulfield Guineas double. And then, Gareth, we're probably looking at a horse that's in single digits for a cox plate. It's an exciting race there tomorrow at the Golden Rose.
0: Looking forward to it. At Caulfield, you like a couple of races. We'll have a look at this Mare's race that you've identified Got the former WA galloper laced up hills at eleven dollars bet three six five, another former WA mayor Fridget at eleven, Nunthorpe at four forty, our red morning is very very good at three dollars, and then you've got She's a Con at nine and Yellow Sam at four sixty, Nicholas.
1: Well, I think Yellow Sam, look, just a little bit of map issues there, drawn barrier ten, they go straight into a turn from the fourteen hundred meter start, but if he gets, if she gets an ounce of luck. Uh, I tell you what, uh, Yellow Sam will be so hard to beat. Uh, just the, 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 the performance last start through the line was exceptional. It was a day where it was pretty hard to make ground right out wide, and that's where Yellow Sam was. In that same race, I'm giving a hope as well to Maracana. Uh, I've got Yellow Sam clearly on top, and I think it should be favourite for the race. But Maracana is the one that you can have a peanut on each way, go. Uh, it's only had three first up runs in its career, one won on debut at Kyneton. Its second first-up run, if you like, first-up in its second preparation, it ran into Anavisto over 1,400 metres at Flemington in an extremely high-rating race. And then first-up last prep, it resumed in a benchmark 78 at Pakenham. Go on, what's the replay? It's still trying to get out of a pocket. Uh, it went to the line with a full head of steam. I think this horse goes a lot better fresh than what the market's giving it credit for, and she's a great each-way gamble in the race. All right, mate,
0: what about in the Underwood Stakes?
1: Yeah, look, I'm with it without a fight there. Uh, I'm going to take Alligator Blood on. He's the best horse in the race. He's the proven weight for age galloper. But he's never backed up in seven days in his life. He did do 10 days last year to win the Underwood. Seven's a bit different. And I reckon he's just a little bit behind in terms of his ratings on where he was 12 months ago. That might just be an older horse taking longer to get fitter. Or maybe he's just not quite going as well. I'm not sure. Without a fight was airborne in the Brisbane winter. And he flew like a rocket first up over 1,800 metres. He gets his chance to win a Group 1 weight for age race. And even though he's going to the Caulfield Cup, this won't affect his weight there. Weight's already out, and this is a weight for age race. The other two horses to consider, the 10 Solcum, He was awesome first up. Best last 200 metres of the entire meeting. You just don't see that from horses on a Melbourne Cup trail. Who knows how good the ceiling is or how high the ceiling is with him. And I think the forgotten horse is the 15-doers. She's a multiple group one winner. Go back two preparations and third up from the spell, she's winning an Australian Cup in an electric time. I think only Mikavi Diva has gone quicker than her in this race, in that race, over the last 20-odd years. So she might be the one that can cause a ball over at around the
0: $23 mark. And
1: just quickly, do you have an
0: opinion on the Caulfield Guineas prelude?
1: Yeah, look, I I thought um, Stepardi, it's hard to go against him. He's just maybe got a little map issue. He could get caught wide. Uh, and Sheila, if Sheila had drawn a draw to barrier, I'd be all over him, but he's drawn barrier 11. He's screaming out for 1,400 metres. But I'd have to say I don't have a firm opinion in that race. Good on you, mate. Enjoy your weekend. And the Sydney set tomorrow
0: morning from 7 o'clock on 11.17 and also SEN Track. And you can listen to the Sydney set with Nicholas Ashman and um, Mickey Gaddon there, of course, on the SEN app as well. Go and get him, mate. Love you, brother.